This morning, we'll take our text from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 18. St. Luke, chapter 18, and we'll begin reading at verse 35. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Life is full of opportunities. They come and they go. So many of them are are small and perhaps even insignificant. But then there are those that are not so small, and they, they have great significance. Most generally, opportunities are time-sensitive. When you look at that coupon from your grocery store, or that coupon to your favorite restaurant, and if you look close, it may be in the fine print, but most generally, there will be an expiration date on that. And when that expiration date comes and goes, the opportunity is gone. And I suppose time sensitivity is what makes an opportunity an opportunity. 42 years ago, this past summer, mom and dad bought a home there in Milwaukee on Lake Road. And the home came with some property and If I remember right, it uh, was 400 feet deep, give or take. There was a barn at the back of the property. And on the west side, it bordered up to a farm that had uh, been there for many, many years. On the east side, it bordered a vacant strip of land. And as mom and dad were uh, in the process of purchasing this, the realtor told them, if you're interested, I can get that piece of land for you for $5,000. Well, mom and dad, they wanted to think about that, and they wanted to talk about it. They wanted to pray about it. And in all fairness, mom and dad both grew up during the Great Depression. And they were very careful and very cautious with their finances. And and so after some time had gone by, they contacted the realtor and told them, yes, they would be interested in buying that strip of land For $5,000, the realtor told them that he would make contact with the owner and try to put this all together and make it happen. A little while later, the realtor called back and he said, I've got some good news 
And I've got some bad news. The good news is the property is still for sale. The bad news is it is no longer $5,000, but now it's $10,000. Well, the decision was difficult enough at $5,000. They decided to pass on that. But over the past 42 years, that piece of property has sold a number of times. In fact, I remember one time that that property sold twice in the same day. There were individuals who saw an opportunity there as an investment. Those that would buy it, sit on it for a while, turn around and sell it for a profit. And today, there's a big home that sits on that piece of property. Opportunities, they come and they go. But in our scripture reading that we read here this morning, it tells us that Jesus passed by. Oh, to think about uh, the opportunities that exist there. Uh, the Son of God uh, traveling through that small town, down that dusty road, and the opportunities that were there. And, and this account really is so interesting because it's about a blind man. It's about this individual. He could hear. He could hear just fine. But he couldn't see. But in his blindness, in his blind state, he was able to see something that so many of the others couldn't see. He was able to see something that so many of the others missed. What he saw, he saw a beautiful opportunity that was looming on the immediate horizon. You know, wherever Jesus went, he presented opportunities. From the time that he walked the shores of Galilee, when he passed by the, the fishermen there sitting in their boats, mending their nets, taking care of business. And he called out to two young men by the name of Simon and Andrew. That call went out to them. Follow me. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They could have said, Lord, we, we want to think about this. Lord, we want to go home and, and talk this over and, and, and pencil this all out and, and see if it makes sense to, to walk away from our established business, to leave the crews and the boats and the nets and everything, to forsake all and leave it behind. That opportunity could have passed them by. Uh, but uh, without hesitation, they responded. Uh, why, they left all and they followed Jesus. Jesus, he continued on down the seashore. Two more brothers, James and John, and the same call went out to them. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They too were willing to take advantage of the opportunity that they were confronted with. And they were to follow the Lord and serve him. The opportunity was theirs. They didn't waste that opportunity. Like so many of you, I have a rich heritage. My, my grandmother, Grandma Foster, she was invited to an old-fashioned gospel meeting back in the year 1928. And she was invited down to Six and Burnside. Grandma, she attended that meeting. 
And, and as the, she sat through that meeting, she, she must have seen what, what we see when we come to meetings. She, she must have felt in her heart what we feel when we come to meetings. And, and, and through the, the course of that meeting, the Spirit of God began to speak to her. And she recognized an opportunity. And she prayed and, and she gave her heart. And she gave her life to the Lord. And, and, and as I think back to that summer day in 1928, uh, you, you know, sometimes we, we, we hear that phrase. And usually it's in reference to finances, but it's a phrase about changing the family tree. But, but I'm quite certain as I think back to, to that day that grandma had no idea uh, that how the decision that she was going to make that day in yielding her heart and life to the Lord, how that was going to affect her family tree. Why, she probably had no idea how it was going to affect her family members for generations to come. Incidentally, it was 50 years later, in 1978, I was afforded that very same opportunity, sitting in a meeting just like Grandma had sat through. I never saw Grandma Foster. She passed on to her reward about a year or so be. Before I was born, but I remember Grandpa. Grandpa, he just never seemed to have a, feel a need to pray. He just never seemed to to feel the urgency of that, and he was a good Grandpa. I, I can remember during the summertime, my two older brothers and I, we would go over to his house for a week and spend a week with Grandpa. That was always fun. They talk about the old school. Grandpa was from the old school. He was born in 1888 back in the state of Minnesota. And all the stories he could tell. And the things and the changes in the industrial world that he had seen and experienced in his lifetime. And uh, but 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 still, Grandpa. Even he was a good man. He was a good Grandpa. But I never seemed to to feel a need there to get right with the Lord. I can remember as a boy, Mom. She would she would tell us stories. Uh, we would have devotions. Uh, the the kids and my siblings and and uh, we'd gather around Mom there. And especially I suppose in the summertime when we had more time after we did our devotions, Mom she would she would tell us stories of of the old days. She would tell us stories of of, of the saints that uh, she remembered long ago. And uh, uh, but but she would tell. I remember this one story about Grandpa. How 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 Grandma would get up early on a Sunday morning. And she would get her four girls together uh, and, and ready for church. And they lived over off of Alberta Street. And, and they, would, they would go down, walk down, and they would catch the trolley car that would, would take them downtown for church. And, and on this one day, uh, Grandpa, he was uh, moving around the house there, taking care of things. And he, and he came across a, a small stack of papers. They were church papers. They were probably uh, testimonies of individuals from years gone by. And I suppose in that stack of papers, there was uh, some of the old apostolic faith newspapers. And he, he grabbed that stack. And I don't know if he was just tired of looking at it or if he felt convicted by them. Uh, but he took that stack of papers and he, he walked over to the trash burner. He opened the door and he, he threw them into the fire. 
After a little bit, I guess he went over to throw something else in. And those papers were just sitting there looking at him. Those papers wouldn't burn. Why, why you talk about a sign from heaven. But uh, grandpa wouldn't pray. But, but I marvel. I marvel at the faithfulness of God. The love and the, the mercy of God that will just reach down uh, to an individual. And, and the Lord in, in his faithfulness gave grandpa a one more opportunity. And yes, it was on his deathbed. But I can remember even as a boy after he, he passed on, mom and, and my aunts talking uh, about how he had made his peace with God. Why, why, that was close, but we don't want to let opportunities pass us by. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Walk circumspectly, uh, be attentive, uh, be vigilant, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. Time is valuable. Time is precious. They say time will be your friend as long as you don't try to kill it. Well, we don't want to kill our time. No, we want to take full advantage of the time that God has given us. We want to take full advantage of the opportunities that the Lord has set our way. We heard this morning about the governor. In fact, we we heard about the governor and the first lady, the Roman governor of Judea, the governor Felix. And Paul had been incarcerated and he had been sent to Felix. And and there was seemed to be a, a, a wait period there for some things. But during that time, Felix and his wife, Drusilla, they, they sent for Paul. And they brought him to them. And uh, a couple things that we know about them is that Felix's wife, Drusilla, she was Jewish. But the other thing that we... And so she was Jewish, so there may have been some curiosity upon her part to hear Paul and to, to hear him speak. But the other thing that we know about them, that we understand about them, is that their marriage was not right. And it may be uh, that they sent for Paul to try to get uh, Paul to speak words of peace and to, to get Paul's approval on, on, on that. Uh, but, but Paul was not going to endorse something uh, that God wouldn't endorse. And so he's brought in and he begins to speak to them. He talks to them about righteousness about temperance, and about judgment to come. Felix, Drusilla, judgment day is coming. And they, they had an opportunity there. It tells us that Felix trembled. Why, why Felix, he, he may not even known why he was trembling. Why, why we know that that was nothing short of, of Holy Ghost conviction. Why, God was speaking to him. There was an opportunity for him uh, to make his peace with God, to be right with God. But he let that opportunity go by. He said, I will call for you at a more convenient season. Over the years, there have been those, uh, perhaps even those that have had been saved at one time, they left the Lord and, and, and there were just things that they wanted to do in their lives. 
things they wanted to accomplish. They had plans. They had dreams. Uh, they had goals that, that they wanted to uh, see fulfilled. And, and some of those people in the, in the back of their mind, they thought, someday, uh, someday I, I will come back to the faith of my childhood. Uh, but that is a trick of the enemy. A trick of the devil. So many of them never make it back to that place. When the opportunity comes, how important it is we take full advantage of those times. Isaiah wrote so simple words, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know, really, those, those words are, uh, to some degree, they are prophetic. Uh, because... We know that there is a day coming when people will seek the Lord. And the implication is, is that the people will seek the Lord and the Lord will not be found of him. And a day and a time will come when men and women will call upon the Lord and the Lord will not be near. But we know today, today is the day of salvation. Today is, now is, in the accepted time. Uh, we know we can, we have no promise of tomorrow, but we know this morning, uh, the Lord is here. Uh, the Lord is with us. We have beautiful opportunities here today. A couple of years ago, there was a, in the historic downtown Chehalis area, there was a, an old storefront building that was for sale. And they had a big, big for sale sign in the window. And it sat empty and, and was for sale for a long time. And one day as I was driving by it, I noticed that there was another big sign in the window right next to the for sale sign. And, and this sign said, this building is not empty. Well, of course it was empty. You could look through the window. The lights were off and the, the building was, was, was empty. But that sign said this building is not empty. It is full of opportunity. As we think about even coming into the house of the Lord. Yes, this building is partially empty this morning. But God is not restricted by that. Why, it is filled with opportunity. And wherever people are, wherever people are gathered today, He is there. There is opportunity there in your living room. There is opportunity there at the kitchen table in your bedroom, out on the highways and the byways. Oh, my God, he is offering opportunities for those that would look to him. Many years ago, Dr. James Dobson was giving a seminar on parenting. And during that seminar, he, he quoted something I remembered hearing this maybe 35 years ago, and I had to look it up to make sure I, it was as I remembered. But this is what he was quoted as saying. Sometimes people work so hard to give their children things that they didn't have. And all the while, they forget to give them what they did have. Those are profound words, really. 
But in a spiritual sense, we want our children. And we want those that come behind us to have the very same opportunities that we have had in the days to come. As Jesus tarries, we want people to to come in to an apostolic faith meeting. And we want them to be able to see what we have seen in these meetings. We want people to come in and see happy faces. We want people to come in and see uh, the joy of the Lord radiating out of their lives. In the days to come, we want people to be able to come into these meetings and, and to and to experience and to feel what we have felt, to feel the Spirit of God, and to somehow recognize that the presence of the Lord is in this place. In the days to come, as Jesus tarries, we want people to hear what we have heard. We want them to hear the message of the gospel. Jesus saves. Why, why we want them to hear that God, He has power to save, to change lives, power to redeem, power to save to the uttermost. We want them to hear that God has power to break the bands and the, and the shackles of sin that have people bound. We want them to hear that God has power to help us go and sin no more. That's what we want the generations to hear that come behind us. Well, we go back to this blind man. This blind man had an opportunity. Jesus was passing by. He was passing his way. And he began to cry out to the Lord. He began to cry out out of desperation. And it tells us that those that went before the Lord... Why, why they tried to muffle him. They tried to quiet him. Perhaps they told the blind man, oh, the Lord is busy. He, he's got lots of things on his mind. He has lots of things to do. He has places to go. He has important things uh, to accomplish. But it tells us that the blind man cried out even more. You know, there is something about uh, the prayer and the cry of desperation uh, that will reach the throne of grace. It will. And he began to cry out more. And finally, finally Jesus stopped. It says he stood still and he commanded them to bring the blind men to him. Uh, they went and they got the blind man and they, they brought him right there, right there in front of Jesus. And Jesus asked him, he asked him a question. What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? What is it that you want? What is it that you need? You know, the, the blind man, he, he could have told the Lord a lot of things. He could have told the Lord, you know, life has been hard. Life has been difficult. And he could have gone on and on, but, but he didn't do that. No, when the Lord asked him that question, he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Lord, I just want to see. And the Lord, this exemplifies the simplicity of the gospel. The Lord said, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. Oh, how beautiful uh, that was. Uh, that, that blind man, uh, perhaps he felt if he didn't do what he did, that opportunity would pass him by. He would never, ever possibly have uh, that opportunity again. But he didn't let it slip. He didn't let it pass. You know, this morning, <clears throat> Jesus 
is passing by. He's passing by the Lord. He's here. He's where you're at this morning. And he's asking that same question. What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? What is it that you need? What is it that you desire from the Lord this morning? Oh, he's asking in, in such simplicity. And, and we can just give him a simple answer too. If you desire something from the Lord, if you need healing, if you need a touch from heaven, why the Lord is here. He's in this place. Don't put it off. If you need a deeper experience, if, if there's something else, don't wait for a more convenient season. Why, why, when the Lord is here, <clears throat> it will never, ever become more convenient than right now. Oh, the Lord is here. He's here to help us. He's here to hear and answer your prayer. And we know he will as we stand and sing song 489.